Hello, and thanks for listening to our podcast on wellbeing. I'm Duncan Bland. I'm a senior research advisor and I'm based in the BMA's workforce and innovation team. I'm joined today by Sophie Saratek, a senior policy advisor also in the workforce team, and Tom Rapanakis, head of the BMA's wellbeing support. They're both here to tell us a little bit more about how the pandemic has affected doctors' wellbeing and what the BMA has been doing to support its members. Sophie, could you kick us off by telling us a little bit more about some of the things that we've been hearing during this pandemic from doctors about their well-being? Sure, Duncan. So as you can imagine, doctors' well-being has been a crucial issue for the BMA, which we have been measuring through initiatives like the COVID-19 tracker survey. Unsurprisingly, the results show that our members are under very great deal mental and physical strain. And the tracker tells us that roughly half of doctors are saying that they're experiencing symptoms of depression, anxiety, stress, burnout, or other mental health conditions. This is an increase from last year when we posed members the same question. At times, the information relayed through the tracker, but also from other interactions we have with doctors, is harrowing. It also illustrates the variety of challenges that doctors are experiencing and the diversity of responses that are needed to ensure they are supported. Can you give us an idea about some of the issues in doctors' well-being and some of the challenges that they're facing at the moment? Sure. So a lot of members have been worried about their safety and the safety of their loved ones due to lack of PPE. There's also issues around poor sleep, feeling isolated and unsupported while working from home or being off work, feeling uneasy about working patterns or changing ways of working, but also feeling overwhelmed and keeping up to date with changing advice and guidelines on responding to the pandemic. Okay, so we know a bit more now about some of the things that are being affecting doctors. Tom, can you give us an idea about how BMA's wellbeing services have actually responded um, during the pandemic and how we're trying to support doctors on some of those issues? Uh, Sure. So the BMA does provide wellbeing support to all UK medical students and doctors regardless of membership and we were well placed to respond due to a lot of that support being primarily video and telephone based even before the pandemic arrived. Um, Two of our services, those which provide counselling and peer support, are also accessed through a telephone number which is open 24-7 so hopefully that flexibility helped us to support a lot of doctors going through experiences including some of those that Sophie mentioned. Um, We have seen very high call volumes throughout the summer, as you would expect. A lot of doctors presenting with low mood, anxiety, stress and and related issues. But interestingly, often struggling without falling foul of what you might call clinical mental health conditions. And I would like to make clear that our services are free and available to all doctors and medical students. So if anyone listening has any concerns, no matter how small they are, I strongly recommend that they access the support that's available and it is better to address uh, these problems early. And also to bear in mind that, that we need to be conscious of these things for our colleagues and people around us as well as ourselves and to remember to let people around you know about the support that the BMA provides and that's provided elsewhere. Um, the BMA services are totally confidential once someone decides to access them. Thanks, Tom. So we've heard a little bit about some of the issues that are affecting doctors at the current time. And we've given you an idea about some of the things we are doing to support doctors our wellbeing support services. But what have we actually been recommending to government and employers on how they can support doctors at this current time? 
So COVID-19 has shown in especially strong light the difficult circumstances that doctors work in. Even before the pandemic, doctors were struggling to cope with staff shortages, high workloads, and long hours. In terms of COVID-19, the BMA has raised concern about the impact of the pandemic and its effect on the mental and physical health of doctors. And we have highlighted areas that government and employers need to focus on for meeting basic practical needs, so ensuring psychological and physical safety, particularly for groups who have shown to be more impacted by the pandemic, providing adequate PPE, rolling out risk assessments, and ensuring staff have spaces to rest and have access to nutritious food. We've also highlighted meeting emotional needs through peer support, mentoring, and coaching. And we've also highlighted the need to provide formal interventions, such as access to psychological support and occupational health. And it's really important that doctors have the choice and have access to the interventions that work for them. So as we come out of the pandemic, We'll continue to reiterate that the physical, mental, and emotional well-being of the workforce must be a top priority for the NHS in the long term. Thanks, Sophie. Now, just a few weeks ago, the People Plan for the NHS in England was finally published. That's the plan intended to make the NHS a better place to work. How do we think that will help to support doctors in the longer term? So the plan references a lot of the BMA's priorities on well-being which we highlighted in our Fatigue and Facilities Charter and also Mental Wellbeing Charter. And it was positive to see commitments around tackling bullying and harassment, improving access to psychological support, normalizing conversations around well-being, increasing opportunities for flexible working, reducing violence by bringing in a strategy to combat it, and also bringing in well-being guardians. And these initiatives can help make an important difference to the lives of staff and the development of more open and inclusive cultures. But there's still a lot that needs to be done to ensure doctors are supported. And crucially, it needs to be backed up by very significant investment. So I think from the both of you, we've heard a bit about some of the things that have been happening over the last few weeks and months for doctors and their well-being. Um, So what do we think happens next? Sophie? So we'll continue to engage and listen to our members to inform our work and ensure the voice of the medical profession is heard at all levels. In terms of the people plan we were speaking about, we're going to be working with stakeholders to progress the aspirations of the plan and we'll continue to hold the government to account. Uh, And what about you, Tom? Well, we facilitate various networks of support providers which help to share best practice around supporting doctors. And we we aim to continue this work Uh, which should be useful during these challenging times. Uh, We'll also be hosting a large international conference on physician health in April, and that will present leading research on these topics. And certainly there'll be a focus on learnings from from the pandemic as well. So the international conference on physician health sounds interesting. It sounds like the sort of thing that members might like to hear a bit about um, in the future. Is that going to be possible over the next few months, do you think? Uh, Yes, absolutely. So we... We should be announcing uh, some more information around things like the dates and ways that people can register around October time. So if people keep an eye out on the BMA website, uh, there should be associated information available sometime then. Tom, thanks. Uh, Both Sophie and Tom, thank you for bringing us up to date on what the BMA has been doing for doctors' wellbeing. Thank you. Sure. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks.